The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wednesday, PFTOT, where we're getting an opportunity to talk about things we weren't able to squeeze into the two hours that we had on NBCSN. And this caught my attention yesterday, Chris, because I, I kind of knew it was coming, although it surprises me because ultimately there's no real basis for it. A report from NFL Media, the conglomerate owned and operated by the NFL, that the NFL has floated the possibility of salary givebacks by players to offset the losses that are expected this year if and when the NFL has to play games in empty or partially filled stadiums. There's been an estimate of $5.5 billion that the league would lose if games go forward throughout the course of the season without fans. That's ticket sales, parking, concessions, merchandise, etc. Even though the games are going to be played, the NFL floating this idea of the players giving back some of the money they are due to make this year I look at it on the surface, Chris, and I say, hey, the salary cap is set. The salaries are set. There's no provision in the labor deal that allows the NFL to come back and say, oh, you know what? Uh, We we expect to make less money than we thought we were going to make when we set the salary cap. We want everyone to cut their pay by 10%. There's no device for that. There's no cause for it. There's nothing the NFL can do to make it happen. And that's reason alone for the NFLPA to say, sorry. The deal's the deal, right? We hear that all the time when right. there's something about the CBA that the players don't like. Oh, sorry, players, the deal's a deal. And the and the media jumps players on board. Players did a bad oh, so deal. Why should, did the players sign it? Deal. It's a bad well, deal. Why, yeah. yeah. So NFL, and this would be the response, why didn't you put something in there that if there is some unforeseen event that causes expected revenues to dramatically decrease for the year where the salary cap is set and the salaries are already set in stone. There's some device to go across the board with a commensurate reduction in player salary based on how much revenue is lost. Just put it in there. If you want that yeah. protection, don't, don't, right. don't, don't pull it out of thin air when you find yourself in a, in a circumstance you didn't plan for. Yeah, right. Well, you know, you know, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, the, the lack of the, 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 the force majeure, right. Cause, it, it's not – we don't see it in the NFL CBA, and uh, I'm proud of myself that I got that word right. But regardless, yes, it's not there. Uh, I don't know what the NFL was thinking about in, in, as far as that aspect of it. Um, I guess the other thing too, Mike, I want to say first off is, you know, listen, in, at the end of the day, if I want anybody to take on the financial burden of what can happen here with the NFL, I want the owners. It's 32 billion billionaires. Sorry. I'm not going to ask the player who's come from nothing and now the first time he's going to make a little change in money in his life to go, hey, take a pay cut or take less than. You know, is it is there less than the normal risk of playing the football game without fans there? There's no. more. I, There's more exactly. risk in playing right. amid a pandemic. The risk is greater for the players this pandemic, year. And, and it doesn't matter. Like, Derwin James is not going to be like, well, I'll tackle you nicer because there's no fans in the crowd. He's going to still try to knock your head off. When you come over the middle, Jamal Adams, whatever, you know, whatever linebackers are out there. So the risk is still very real. 
the risk is still to the point where an NFL football player is going to be able to get hurt and maybe ruin his career and never be able to play again. So that's where it's different than the other sports. Because of the physicality, the injury history, the low career rate, it's different than basketball and baseball. Those injuries happen few and far between. And then the other aspect, Mike, of course, is, yes, I understand the NFL will lose money, but not compared to the other sports. Again, we're in a sport that TV viewership drives the dollars up more than anything. And I know fans are important. And, of course, all that money that comes along with fans in the stadium, it's a big deal, but not nearly as big as Major League Baseball or NBA basketball. I mean, come on. We see preseason games get as good a ratings as NBA Finals games. That just tells you how powerful football is. So it's not like they're going to lose the big piece of the pie revenue as compared to what baseball and basketball will lose with no fans. And then, hey, we go into next year and we figure it out then. But I I think that's going to be a hard ask to ask the players to do that. Yeah, and I agree with you completely. And, And look, the only devices in the CBA that protect the NFL, there are two of them. One is in the standard player contract, and there's an argument to be made if there are no games played at all in a given season, then the player's uh, eligibility for salary never commences because the way it's written, they're paid when the first game is played. If there's never a game, they don't get paid. That would be the argument. That's it. If there's cancellation of games, then there's an obligation by the two sides to get together and negotiate what the salary cap will be the following year based upon the actual lost revenues this year. I mean, this year's salary cap is driven by the money that was made last year, not what they expect to make this year. That affects next year's cap. So that's when the argument should happen. That's when the discussion would occur, and the NFLPA would have the ability to fully and completely audit all of the records to make sure that the losses really are what they're saying instead of something that just gets concocted on the fly. Hey, we're going to have a rough year. We'd like you to give up 10% of your pay. No, that's not how it works in a collectively bargained labor relationship. The rules are spelled out. And here's what they'll do, potentially, Chris. Here's the way to save money if you anticipate reduced revenues. You go to veteran players a couple of weeks before the start of the season, veterans who have non-guaranteed contracts, and you say to them, well, you know what? You do to make $6 million this year. We want you to take $4 million instead. And if you don't, we're going to cut you. And, oh, by the way, by cutting you in the middle of August, you really aren't going to have any other options. You're not going to see $4 million or $6 million or maybe even $2 million if we make you a free agent all of a sudden. That's their, that's their hammer. That's their device. But you know, You're right. But you know what? They do it anyway. They do right. it anyway. Right. Are they, they're they're going to they're gonna be even more aggressive about cutting veterans when they've got a bunch of rookies and undrafted players who weren't there for an offseason program. And you're just going to hope that those guys don't screw up yeah. your season. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think that's ultimately like the coaches will have anarchy on their hands when they're going to go. What I, I don't care. I want to pay this veteran defensive tackle six million dollars. I know we have a backup who's a rookie who's making seven hundred thousand dollars. But, you know. I don't think he'll be able to handle double team, you know, whatever it may be. You're just going to go, our team might fall apart. This guy's not ready for the NFL yet. Like you said, he has no OTAs. He doesn't understand, you know, all the nuances of the scheme of the defense and things like that. So uh, I, you know, that is a device that's available for teams, but you know, I think if teams dabbled in that area too much, they're going to find that their teams aren't going to win football games either. And that's going to hurt them. So uh, again, I, you know, If there's no games played or there's less than 16 games played, 
Yes, I would hope that the NFLPA could come to an agreement that, okay, we'll we'll find a, a rate that works for all of us. Or, you know, we take those two games or three games that we missed in the regular season and we prorate it to, to what your normal salary is going to be. But I think ultimately what I come back to more than anything and is just the fact that there's still going to be tremendous risk for players and the risk of ruining your career or ending your career with one hit or one, you know, wrong step on astro you know astroturf or whatever it may be to where things are different and uh, that's going to be tough but mike this is what i ask you i i don't mean do you think uh, where do you think the nfl players are on this like I, I mean do you think they'd be willing to take less to play if the owners come to the table with this well but here's the thing what do we get in return for taking yeah. less. What are you giving yeah, us? Are you just right. asking us out of the goodness of our heart to take less because you're going to make less money? That goes back to what Scott Boris, the baseball agent, said a couple of weeks ago because baseball working through these same issues, you don't privatize the gains and socialize the losses, right? In any other year, when the money comes through as expected, the owners keep theirs, they, they sock it away as profit, and the value of their franchise continues to go up and up and up. The players have yeah. no equity. The The players' only equity is their body and the number right. of years that their body will allow them to play football at a high level. So um, I, I don't I don't think the players should, no, should even right. begin the conversation until, as you said, if games are missed, then I think it becomes reasonable to say, okay, you've got, you've got 16 games and your salary is $16 million. Uh, we're, we're, we're only going to play 14 games, so will you take a salary of $14 million? Will, will we just right. agree that your weekly rate is applied to the number of games we play? And you know what? Under the CBA, again, because there's no force majeure clause, the players can say no. They can say no. no. I know. No. F you, pay me, is what they can say. We'll deal with it next year. We'll figure it out next year when it's time to potentially reduce the cap. Because here's the other thing, too. Good luck getting all 32 owners on the same page about reducing the salary cap. You think Jerry Jones wants to reduce the salary cap? You think Jerry Jones is going to cut key players because it's going to be uh, something that softens the financial blow that he's going to feel this year with no fans in the stands? Hell no. Hell, and right. that's why, Chris, I made the point yesterday that by floating this theory through the NFL's in-house media conglomerate, the union is now on notice for potential coordination, i.e. collusion, in the event that all of a sudden every team starts cutting a certain number of veteran players and shedding a certain percentage of salary obligations this year. They all coincidentally cut 10%. Oh, well, we were going to do that anyway. Okay, but you all cut 10%? That, that is the kind of thing that they need to be watching for. And, you, and I know you have strong feelings about this because it directly affected your buddy Kyle Shanahan. The uncapped year of 2010, the right. Cowboys and Washington right. had the misfortune of treating it as uncapped. And they got How dare they? after the fact. How dare you treat the uncapped year as uncapped? And they lost right. millions in salary cap space after the fact. There is collusion from time to time. It's very easy to do it. It's very easy to get away with it. And the NFL, whether they realize it or not, has, I, said, I think, put a, a flag in the ground for the NFLPA to be watching for the possibility of collusion this year as it relates to veterans getting squeezed or cut in order to offset the losses that the teams now expect if they're not going to have full capacity uh, in, in the stands.
Yeah, no, and I think, you know, the, the point you bring up about Jerry Jones and, you know, like we've talked about before, he's, you know, up there in years. He's trying to win a Super Bowl before it's all said and done. He wants one more ring. You're right. I don't think he's going to be the type of owner that's going to want to sash, uh, slash his, his salary cap payroll next year just because he's going to go, well, I'm the Dallas Cowboys. I got a lot of money in the bank, and we're going to make a ton of money this year when fans are back in the stands or whatever. He's going to look at it that way, and uh, you're, you're right. I don't know if you'll be able to get all 32 owners on the same page. But you know, the, the big thing is, is again, we just look at more little, little hurdles, not little hurdles, but hurdles that I hope the NFLPA and the NFL can get going on these conversations and iron out some of these details because I don't want there to be a fight here leading into August and cutting into training camp or cutting out games because we haven't figured out the contract situations. Well, here's hoping that the NFL doesn't try to take positions that its CBA does not allow it to take. You've bargained yeah, very true. for the deal. The deal is the deal. Live with the deal. And if you're going to propose something like that, you better bring something to the table. You better have a concession ready for the players because, look, they've got no power to compel them to do it. The only way they can do it is through arm's length negotiation, Chris. And and, and you can do side agreements all the time. You, can, you can't. Hey, if the union wants to cut player pay, cut everybody's base salary by 10%, that's fine. What are you giving us in exchange for doing something that we have no obligation to do? And you know what? The NFL is always quick to say, well, this is a subject of labor negotiation. Anytime, you know, marijuana policy, well, it's a subject of labor negotiation. Well, this is too. So you better be ready to give them something, NFL, if you want to take away some of their money because they have the rights to their money as baked into the CBA that you've negotiated, period. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, all right, so what do you think, if there's no games played, like, do you, do you think They'll the play. owners They're going to play. They're playing. Yeah. They're playing. Okay, all right. They're playing. Then I have yeah. nothing more to They're say playing. about this. I, I agree yeah. with you, too. I do. I, I guess what I was going to say, too, I was just going to say is, if there's no games played, are players still going to be expected to pay? If the games start, and then we got to have a halt to the season because there's a COVID-19 outbreak and everything like that. What happens in that scenario? The, you know, that, go ahead. What were you going to say? That's when it becomes interesting. If the right. game, cause the, the way it was explained to me, the, the, when this all first came up and I saw that the NBA had a force majeure clause in its CBA, I went to the NFL's CBA. I found the NBA's force majeure clause. There it is, plain and simple. Went to the NFL's CBA. Search 20 different terms, skim through the whole document, no force majeure clause. The, the only thing that's in there, as I mentioned, is in the standard player contract, there's an argument to be made that if they don't play any games at all, the obligation to pay base salary never vests. There's never a moment to start paying them. So the NFL's position, if push comes to shove, would be if we play one game, you get your full salary. If we play no games, you get nothing. Now, the right. NFL may try to finagle something that would be, well, if we only play partial games. But no, what's in the CBA, and the, and the union agrees with me on this, what's in the CBA is if there are games missed, it, it creates an obligation to negotiate in good faith on the next year's salary cap. And just the mere fact that the CBA contemplates the possibility of games being canceled and doesn't say in the event that games are canceled, player salary will be reduced in a commensurate amount, that would be the time to say it. So that's the argument. You could have put it in there. You could have asked for it. You could have added it and, and provided full clarity. Everyone knows their rights. Without it, the players have a right. If the season begins, the players have a right to get their full pay. Now, the reality is 
definitely affects the salary cap next year if the owners have no revenue and pay out full salary for players. But under the CBA as it's written, you deal with it next year, Chris. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, and I, I, uh, I don't have any more to say about the subject. I think we hit it all. I'm, 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 I have no more use for this. My brain is fried. So uh, I think we hit all the points. It was a good talk. Your brain is fried for other reasons. <laughs> Probably that too. Detox to retox. Detox to re- <laughs> It's coming. Your Friday is tomorrow. I think tomorrow, me crazy, I'm especially there. in the summertime. I'd love to have a three-day weekend every week. I would love to have Maybe. it. Although listen, it does. Here's the thing. It, it feels let good. me tell you let me tell you a secret we don't work anyway i mean what oh i gotta get up at 6 a.m to come talk about football for two hours in about 15 minutes after that oh boy what a chore that is and i'm grateful for that trust me folks and and to actually chris today is the 20 year anniversary of the day that i tripped into this business it's the day that i pulled up a website that i followed religiously at the time they were they were looking for writers and i said ah what the hell I'll throw something together and send it in. That was the moment. That was the day this morning, 20 years ago today. How about that? Wow. Pretty special, man. Uh, It really is. You built something special. It's the go-to website for anybody that wants to be in the know for football. And, I I mean, I know that. Coaches, owners, they don't like to admit it because they don't always want to give you credit because you're not always exactly, you know, what I appreciate about you. You You're not political. You say it how it is or what you think. There's not a lot of filter there. You're not worried about being friends or making friends with every person in the NFL. And I respect that. And I know I've been uh, a long, long time, uh, not necessarily a listener, but watcher of your website. And, of course, I love working with you. And this is special. And it's really cool. Way to go, man. And thank you. And let me just say one last thing. Well, I've gotten some good feedback behind the scenes from people in positions of power and influence in the NFL who actually appreciate what we're saying and what we're doing as it relates to the issues going on in society right now. They may not appreciate the criticism that I'll direct at the NFL, uh, but they do appreciate the things we're saying. And, and some do, some do, not all, but some appreciate the fact that we're using this platform to, uh, to call for change. And, and as we've kind of pivoted today toward calling for action, not just statements, not just words, what are people going to do? So that's something we'll continue to track. And uh, hopefully we can, we can use this platform for good. Uh, the opportunity is here. We didn't pick it. We'd prefer not to be dealing with it. But now that it's here, Chris, 
you know, together we roll up our sleeves and we try to come up with a way to make things better. Yeah, I mean, that's all we can do. I mean, we got to make it better. We have to. It, this is, it's not acceptable what's going on in our country right now. And yeah, we're two guys that are, we're not going to shy away from these type of conversations. You know, as much as people want to try to make it a, a political conversation or not, it's not. This is not a political political conversation. It's crossed over into the news of our sport that we cover. The players that play in the sport that we cover are passionate about it. Therefore, it makes it very relevant to the sport of football news right now. And that's why we're talking about it, let alone we care about people and humans and society and America and all of those things to go along with it. Something I, I mentioned last week on the PFTPM podcast when I was answering questions about what was going on, and it was five days ago, but it feels like it was five years ago. Um, you either care about the rights and the well-being of others or you don't. There really isn't middle ground there. Either you care about other people or you don't. Either believe believe everyone should be tr- treated with equity and justice and fairness or you don't, right? Th- th- it's not, oh, I kind of do. You either do or you don't. And And this is a great opportunity to smoke out the people who don't and it's not all that hard to spot them no it's not it is not hard and you're right there's a lot of people that want it both ways and then it's not right and it drives me crazy uh and they support you know some ideas and things that go on in this country sometimes where i just go that's wrong that's backwards you know you can't support that and then tell me you're not racist or, you know, you don't, you don't have an issue there because that thing you're supporting shows a lot of issues in the racism category as is. So um, I think, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're shedding some light, shedding some knowledge and, and uh, we're in it for the good fight. I know that. Well, at this rate, I'm going to need to move to Connecticut and get a medical card like you have. Uh, I feel like I'm inching <laughs> closer and closer to it being, to it being uh, pharmaceutically necessary for me to uh, to augment the uh, periodic glass of wine or or a mug of beer. All right, that's it for today folks. We appreciate your your loyalty, we appreciate you listening, we appreciate you being willing to act. Uh, we all just want to make the world a better place uh, for our kids, for our grandkids and for for the future. Uh, this crap has been lingering for far too long and now is the moment to change it. All right, Chris, thanks. Great stuff as always and we'll see everybody back here again tomorrow. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.